I think one of the things that um, I've really got is that um, for for Cromwell, like um, um, Cromwell really needs a move of God. Like uh, Cromwell really needs a move of God. Like um, um, one of the things that we see um, all the time, and we see it in the school, and we see, we see it around the community and stuff. But sometimes we see um, uh, it's not a godlessness, but it's a hopelessness. Like you know, um, we see a lot of people that have come here with hope for you know this is a place of hope. This is a place where you know uh, people see opportunity and see um, see opportunity and see uh, that. And then after a while, um, there's more this hopelessness that kind of comes in as as, as well. And I've I've been talking with you know, and I realise that um, as a church or as as Christians, we we actually have a hope for people. We carry a hope within us. And one of the things that we need to do is we need to give the opportunity to let that hope come out. And um, so one of the things that we want to do as a church is like every, my heart is that anytime, anytime you invite people along, there's going to be an opportunity for them to say yes to Jesus. Yeah. And not only that, I actually think that um, every now and again, whether it's once a month or whether it's whatever it looks like, we'll just have invitation Sundays. Like just Sundays where it's basically going to be a time we'll make sure that the, the food's amazing and awesome and stuff like that, <laughs> which, it always, which it always is. Um, but not only that, you know that there's going to be a cha- there's going to be a great chance we have testimonies, we have people sharing their hearts, and um, just a really great opportunity for people to say yes to Jesus. And that, and that's the thing, not in a not in a um, super high pressure way, not in a freaky way or anything like that, but just actually go look at the change that's in us, and you can have that change as well. Yeah, so I guess this is um, my message for today. It's it's quite interesting. It's a really simple message. It's almost a Sunday school message. Okay. Um, and my message for today is actually called, I'm a Christian, now what? Okay? And um, I, I love that fact. I, I, one of the things that I found um, that I realized last night, uh, it was actually later on last night when I was, I was thinking about it, is I, I was really looking forward to church because um, I actually really love the people that come to church. Like, like genuinely, it's, it's, it's really great to actually like the people that you're, that you're hanging out with on a Sunday. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like... When we signed up for this, we didn't actually know what it would look like. We didn't know the people that would come along, but it's just such a great blessing for us that that you guys are coming along. And um, we love going on this journey with you, and, you know, we're going to have amazing times, and we're going to have times where we're praying for each other at the start of the messages, and that's, that's, both of those are okay. Um, So anyway, the message I have, I'm a Christian, now what? And it says, that's on mute, which is why that's not working. Um, I'm a Christian now. What? So, what happens after you've accepted Jesus? There's three things that uh, there's three things that um, that happens to us. One of the things that happens is that we look in. The second thing that happens is that we look up, and then finally, as we as we gain maturity, the third thing that happens is we begin to look out. Okay. So after you accept Jesus, after we say yes to Jesus, your life begins to change. Now, I don't, I don't know about you, but as soon as I actually said yes for him fully, as soon as I invited him into my heart, um, my life began to change. There were things about me that began to change, things that I didn't think needed changed. I thought I was already pretty awesome. No, that's not true. <laughs> you know, we, we, and it was, but there was parts of my life that I thought, thought were, like, I actually thought, you know, I'm, I'm a good leader, I'm doing okay, and then, and then God starts to work on that area of my life. And, and realize that, you know, sometimes leadership was more about ego and power than it was about actually caring for people. Like, the, the type of leadership that Jesus actually showed wasn't that powerful. Oi, you, go and do that now. Okay? 
even when he did say go, he'd do it in a really nice way and with really specific boundaries, which I thought, which I thought was awesome. But after you accept Jesus, you have a new identity. You become a mighty man and woman of valor. You become brave. You become a son and a daughter of a living God. Okay? It says in the word, I have been crucified with Christ. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So we live this new life of faith. It's a faith-filled life. See, and not only that, Ephesians 3.17 says that Christ may make his home in your hearts through faith. So there's this faith-filled life that we begin to live. See, the thing is, is that um, when you begin to live a life in faith, you actually begin to have to do things that you don't actually naturally see in the natural. Like you begin to live a spirit-filled life. So that means sometimes God will ask you to do something that you don't see naturally, but you have to believe for spiritually. See, when we believed into Christ, he came to live in our spirit, the deepest part of our being. Okay, so that's the tick the box. That's the fire insurance that like, um, some of us grew up with, you know, turn a burn, heaven or hell, what are you going to do? Okay, you get your fire insurance, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. But actually, that's not the only, that's not the only change in your life that, that can take place. See, he also, Christ also wants to make his home in the rest of our inward being. He wants to change every area of our lives, our hearts and our souls. See, by living in our spirit, Christ is the new source of our new life. But our soul, our mind, our emotion and our will can still choose to ignore him as our new source and go on just as before. Okay, I don't know about you, but I've had times where I've had encounters with Christ and like it was amazing encounters. I knew, I knew my life would be different and then I woke up the next morning and just did exactly the same as I I used to do. See, I guess the question is then, is what are you feeding yourself on? Okay? See, one of the things that happened is for me personally, it wasn't like a lightning bolt moment. It wasn't like, a, um, it wasn't like oh my goodness, I was this way, then Christ entered my life, and then suddenly it was another way. We've got friends that that's happened for, people who have been addicted to drugs, pornography, like all kinds of stuff, alcohol, like what, whatever, relationships. And they have one encounter with God and then it's completely different. I love the and suddenlies of God. But that wasn't like that for me. God had to work on me over a long period of time because I'm a big slab of rock. All right? <laughs> but the thing that you find is you find that what you'll find sometimes is that stuff that you used to do or say won't have the same allure. Some of the things that used to draw you away from God don't draw you the same way. It doesn't have the same magnetic pull. See, these exchanges start to take place in your life. You start to receive hope for hopelessness. You start to receive family for loneliness. You start to receive... See, when um, Hillsong did this amazing song um, a few years ago talking about the beautiful exchange. There's this exchange that takes place. And it, it was the thing that always struck me about it is that when God exchanges something in our lives, when he asks us to give up something, it's always for something better. Mm, yeah. Like, always. Yeah. Like, the, tra- the trade is always up. Have you ever noticed that when you do deals with God or God does a deal with you, it's always completely uneven? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, in, our, in our immaturity, sometimes we think that um, we're getting the raw end of the deal, and then you look back afterwards, and it's always better for us. Yeah, right. it's, it's almost like God's got the, our best interests at heart. <laughs> Um, Francis Chan puts it this way, and, and Francis Chan, um, have you guys heard of Francis Chan before? So he's a, um, he's a guy over in America, um, 
you know, that's it. So good, good chat, you know. Um, he's, um, no, he's a guy over in America. He, he's been part of Willow Creek and a, a part of a couple of other really huge churches as well. Um, but Francis Chan puts it this way. As you learn to follow Jesus, you start learning that all the things that he's saying to let go and walk away from, these are actually things that were going to destroy you anyway. And I love, I love that thought. Now, I don't know what your experience is today. I don't know whether you've, you, when you met Jesus or you may, might still be yet to meet Jesus. It might have been a struck like lightning thing. This was the way I was on, Tuesday, on Sunday, and then this was the way that I was on Monday. Completely different. And people, but, or you can work on your overtime like an artist in a sculpture, chipping off here and there. But we've all come to the point, or at least we all should have come to the point, where after you encountered Christ, people would come up to you and go, I've had that, oh, have you had a haircut? <laughs> oh, there's, there's something different about you. It could be a different way that you carry yourselves. See, if you're listening to, if you've, if you've been told one, who you are and what your identity is by one group of people or you've listened to one person and that's been a negative, a negative thing that's been spoken over your life, you'll carry yourself a certain way. The way you, that you see yourself is seen in a certain way. But you begin to get a hold of the promises of God and you begin to get a hold of the things that God says over you, that you're a mighty man or a mighty woman of valor, that you're a son and a, living, a, son and a daughter of a king, which makes you a prince or a princess. Mm-hmm. You begin to carry yourself differently. Right. There's something inside of you that begins to win. If Christ resides within you, you can't help but have him leak out of you. And so I guess that's probably, if you're looking in, if, you're, if, you're, if you look in, what you're doing is you're searching yourself inwardly. Like David made the prayer, search, my, yeah, search, search me inwardly and um, forgive me for the things which I do not know. It's like, oh, wow, like, forgive me for, for things that I don't even know that I'm doing wrong. It's like, oh, my goodness. See, the great thing is, is it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay. It's, ch- church and... and, and Connecting with God and connecting with Jesus, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to show your vulnerability. It's okay to see, to show you the ugly bits of yourself to God. Why is that? Because he already knows it anyway. The original plan was Adam and Eve hanging out naked in the garden with God. That, that, that was the original plan. So the original plan was like everything was, you, could fully, you were fully known and you are fully accepted. God knew everything about you. He knows everything about you. So why do you try and hide the bad parts of yourself if he already knows who you are anyway? See, the thing is, is that we don't have to wait for um, God to use us. We don't have to have it all together before God begins to use us, before he asks us to do things. God uses broke things beautifully. Broken clouds pour rain. Broken soil sets up his fields. Broken crops yield seeds. Broken seeds give life to new plants. So when you're feeling broken, when you're feeling that it's not all together, you have to know that God's planning to use you for something great. So you don't have to have it all together. Because if we have it all together all the time, we become unapproachable. And actually, quite often, it's in the area of your brokenness that you can connect with other people. What you've been set free from, you can set other people free from. Okay, And that's why it's important that we need to look in. It's okay to look in. Um... When you do stuff up, you get to repent, you get to turn around, you get to change your mind, you get to run back to the cross. It's not a reason to run away. We all, we're all, 
we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all stuffed up at one stage or another. Um, we're all going to probably muck up before the end of the day. It's okay. So that's the first thing. So look in. Number two, look up. Psalm 121, now it's really easy to look up. Now by look up, I mean basically you need to look to God. Okay? Psalm 121 says, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Now if you um, if you're struggling in your faith, you're struggling whether or not you know God is real, whether there is a creator, all you need to do is look up to the hills in Cromwell and go, oh yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> beautiful. That's creation. God created that. Yeah. But it's time to get to know the God we serve. See, the thing is, is that we need, to, we need to get to know God deeply. We need to be able to look up and keep looking up. Why is that? Because otherwise, if we go to tell people about Jesus and we don't know who Jesus is because we haven't had that relationship with them, we're going to give them like a distorted picture. It's going to be a stick figure rather than like a three-dimensional sculpt. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like showing a picture, oh, this is Jesus, he's my mate, I keep him in my pocket, as opposed to, this is Jesus. Mm. See, what does that mean for us then? It means that you need to put yourself in places that helps you feel close to God. And for all of us, all of us worship in different ways. Okay? So, it's good to worship, whatever that looks like for you. For for Blair, it might be going up in the mountains somewhere, and it's like, oh, yeah, there's God, he's up there, I remember. For other people, it might be separating yourself out. It might be getting into the Word. It might be getting into, getting into reading. It might be listening to messages from famous people all around the world. It's so cool that in Cromwell we've got access to world-class preachers on the internet. <laughs> um, it's so good to pray together and to meet together. That's why we shouldn't give up meeting together. It's so important that we do life in community. So that when we start to, um, so that when we look up, we continue to connect ourselves to the one who knows who we are most fully. Okay? So the other thing that's awesome is to make sure that you have those encounter, those hilltop, those hilltop times. Mm-hmm. It's good to get into bigger environments. It's not just about the spiritual highs. Like, um, in, um, you know, sometimes as um, a youth pastor, one of the things that was always really frustrating for me was that quite often the kids would want to go from spiritual high to spiritual high. Encounter to encounter to encounter to encounter. And the thing was is that that's, that's not actually, that's awesome, but basically you're just looking for a spiritual high. What it is is that day in, day out relationship connecting with God. So where are, where are those hilltop spaces for you? As a church, we need to learn to personally to become aware of him. We need to know how to connect with God outside of church environment. Now, if that's hard for you, we'd love to, we'd love to help you out with that. Okay, because it's so it's so easy. God made it easy. It has to be easy. Bill Johnson puts it this way: the quickest way to experience the presence of God is to turn our affection towards Him. So it's that activation of just letting letting His face shine upon us. It's not anything that we do. It's just be, becoming aware of God. Is God here right now? Absolutely. The only thing that changes is our awareness of God. So we choose. It's not a case of being. Um, If God's everywhere, if he's, if he's omnipresent, God's everywhere all at once, right? It's not a case of being in God's presence or being out of God's presence. Okay. Oh, you're right, Charlie. Um, it's not a case of being in God's presence or out of God's presence. It's a case of, 
if God's all around us, it's like we're in the middle of the ocean and all we're doing is deciding whether we're wet or not, mm-hmm. which, which we are anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So first thing that we have to do, like after we become a Christian, the first thing is we begin to look in. Look in. The second thing that we need to do once we become Christian is we need to make sure that we are looking up. And then finally, the third thing that we need to do, and this is one of the signs of maturity, quite often, and it's one thing that we find is that quite often people get to the point where they, they look in, so they begin to see the change in their lives. And then secondly, they begin to look up, so they get those encounters with God, those spiritual times where God speaks to us and moves us. But then the third thing that needs to happen, and the thing is, is if you're looking up and God's speaking to you, the third thing naturally happens, he asks you to begin to look out. So I, I, I'd suggest that if you've had an encounter with God, there's always a, there's always a practical component to it. There's always a, okay, this, now go and, okay? See, we need to look out. We need to be a people, and as Christians, we need to be people that are on mission. We are on mission. You're on mission at the moment. You don't need to go overseas to be on mission. Okay, we, we, can, walk, we can walk 20 meters in any direction and find someone that needs the love of God, yeah, like right now. And at any given point in the day, we could probably walk 20 meters and find someone that needs the love of God. Mm-hmm. So we're on mission at the moment. We need to be ones that are, that are going to be able to share the love of God because if we don't share it, how are they going to know? That's right. That's good. So we're on mission. We're looking to a hurting world that needs us. And the great thing is, is that it's, I'm, I'm really genuinely quite thankful that there's not 30 Shannons in the room. I don't understand. <laughs> I, I'm thankful. I am both thankful and very thankful for the fact that there's not 30 rays in the room. Because we'd all stand awkwardly in the corners trying not to look at each other and then be kind of, oh, hey, how's it going? All right. Um, I love the fact that you're all uniquely gifted. Yeah. I love the fact that you have unique personalities. I love the fact that you're uniquely geared. So you are uniquely gifted and uniquely geared to impact your world for good and for God. I can't reach the same people that Fitzer can reach. Yeah, I can't reach the same people that Nico can reach. You're uniquely geared to impact your world for Christ. I can't walk in the same circles. Okay. Um, Cam is an amazing guy. I love you, Cam. All right. Cam is an amazing guy. But if at half past one, oh no, if at 11 o'clock on Tuesday you decide I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and walk into the school, and I'm going to go and uh, I think I might go to maths class and I'm going to walk into maths class. Um, at some stage during that point, school would probably get put into lockdown. <laughs> there is a strange man <laughs> walking the corridors. He's now barricaded a classroom of students. It's time to call everybody. Okay? You're uniquely geared to impact your world for Christ. You, you imagine if I um, you imagine if I went to netball on 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 Saturday, Anna, and like come up, walked up to your team. Hey guys, how's it going? Um, I just um, really think you you know Jesus loves you and stuff like that. And I, Go team, all right? Yeah. Like it's, it's just. <laughs> it, 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 do you reckon that would work? Seriously, one of two things would happen. You know, it would either work or I would be beaten up by people in skirts. Um, <laughs> I, I've met Cromwell females before. It can go one of two ways. They're lovely people, just don't cross them, all right? No, um, anyway. 
the wheels went off there somewhere. Okay. <laughs> The thing is, is that when we look out, it's, it's actually really easy. We don't have to, we can ask God, God, what do you want us to do? And it's good to ask that. But actually, we have standing orders as well. We actually have a standing mission. Um, and, and you guys all know it. We've, we've gone over, like, you will have gone over it a ton of times before. It's the great commandment and the great commission. So when we look out, your mission will look, the way that you, the way that you fulfill your mission will be different to me. And so it should be. Okay, one of, one, of, one of the things that I do, I love encouraging people. So one of the things that happens is, um, in really awkward and strange ways, God uses me to ignite stuff in people. And quite often it's not when I'm preaching, it'll be offhand comments and suddenly people are go, going overseas. Mm. It's like, Lord, okay, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Sometimes it's preaching. I like it when it's preaching. It sort of feels like we're actually doing something. It's, um, <laughs> so there's the great commandment anyway. So Matthew 23, verse 36. Uh, th- blah, blah, blah. Matthew 22, verse 36 to 40, it says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? So, like, this is standing orders for us. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. So love God with everything that you have. This is the first and greatest commandment. Why is that? Because if we look up and look to God first, everything else flows from that. That's the filter through which we see our world. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So everything, everything that we do needs to hinge on loving God and loving others. That's our standing orders. Love God, love others, everything else will work out. That's right. See, the second thing is, if you, if you want something a wee bit more than that, so first of all, we need to, to love God and know God with everything. So if we love God, we'll want to get to know him. We'll want to become more intimate with him. And as we get to know him more... It helps to define for us who God is in our lives, and it helps to define who we are because we know who our Father is. Does that make sense? So the more we, the more we learn about God, the more we learn about ourselves. So we've got the Great Commission. So Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. The last recorded thing, it's the last recorded thing that Jesus said to his disciples in, in, in the Gospel of Matthew. So it's kind of important. Like it's not an, oh, by the way, this is literally the last thing that, that Jesus said before he went to get um, crucified. Like, it's the last recorded thing. So Matthew thought it was important if no one else. Okay? Mm-hmm. It says, Jesus said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Okay? Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So Jesus is with us. He's told us to go and make disciples of all nations. We need to, we need to, make, the na- we need to make the gospel known, and we need to make Jesus known. However we do that. Now, that doesn't mean angry on a soapbox on the street corner. Although I'm sure there's some really super effective people that can do that. That's, that's not ever going to be me. Lord, please don't ever make that be me. <laughs> um, for some of us, it could be in small groups. For some of us, it could be one-on-one, side-by-side. For some of us, I really fully believe that you guys will go overseas. You'll begin to preach the gospel to nations. Okay? But it'll look different to all of us. So the two things that we get told to do, we get told to go deep. So we get, to, we get told to become intimate with God, know everything about him, continue to get to know him, search after his heart. And we get told to go wide as well. Wherever that width is for you, whatever your world is for you. So love God with everything you've got and then go out into all the world and preach the gospel however you can. Spread the good news any way God's gifted you to. Your salt and light to the world, don't keep it to yourself. Okay? 
So here's my older call. So the first one was to look in. So um, if there's areas in your life that you really think that you need to, to work on or you haven't allowed God to access at the moment and, and you think that it should be an area that you do, we'd love to pray for you, just stand with you and believe for you that God's just going to, um, whether it's an, a lightning moment or whether it's just continue to, chip, can you continue to chip away at the same thing he's been chipping away at for a long, long time. That's okay. God works in the end subtleties and the end gradualities. I'm okay with the miracle that takes a moment and a miracle that takes a lifetime. I'm okay, I'm okay with that, and we need to be okay with that. So that's the, that's the look in. The second one is if, you, if it's been a really long time since you've had an encounter with God, you're struggling to hear his voice, you're struggling to look up at the moment. We'd love to pray for you. We'd love to um, pray that um, barriers would be broken down that those blocks would be taken away, that um, you'd be able to hear and know God's voice. And then finally, you might be someone that's, um, that's, that's looked in, God's changed your life. You might be someone that knows how to encounter God, but it's been a while since you've been on mission. Okay, you've sort of been um, just hanging out, just chilling, um, just waiting for the right word, okay? It's, it's okay. It's okay to be in that space. But it's not okay to be in that space forever. Does that make sense? There are going to be times where it's time to just sit and hang back and restore and rest. But it's not okay to stay that way forever. So for some of you guys, I, I believe that um, one of the things that's been said to you today is to go. It's time to go. It's time to be activated. It's time to begin to step out into the, into the world and look, and look for the, hot, the lost and hurting people. So if that's any of you, we're just going to put a, um, I think we'll put that words, that words, um, that words song, uh, say the word, because one word from God changes your life. And so we'd love to pray for you. That's going to be the official end of the service. I'm just going to pray for you just before Shan um, puts it on. But if you want specific prayer, I'd love to pray for you. Lord, I just thank you so much for these, this, these mighty men and women of God. I thank you so much that you call us to look in, you call us to look up, and you call us to look out. Now, Lord, wherever we, wherever we are on that journey, Lord, I pray that just right now we begin to do business with you. Lord, if it's to look in, Lord, um, search our heart. Let us know those areas that we need to work on so that we can be more like you every day. Lord, if it's been look up, Lord, I know that you're speaking to us. I know that we're standing in your presence now, Lord. So make us aware of your presence. Let your face shine upon us. And Lord, if it's to look out, I pray that you, you begin to um, put opportunities in front of us wherever we go. <laughs> Lord, that we can't help but, but preach your name. We can't help but get to know you better. We can't help but continue to pray for people, pray for the lost, pray for sick, pray for hurting, pray for those that need hope, Lord. That we continue to share your gospel so that we make your name famous in, in our worlds, Lord. Lord, I thank you for these people. Lord, I pray that you commission them. I pray that they go. In your mighty, mighty name. Amen.